daughters of Zion, oh Abraham's son, hear the words of your father, hear his promise of love, I will make you a blessing, count the stars if you and you will be a great nation I will give you this land I will bring you back home bring you back home oh my children you will no longer own Lost stand alone in the night There is nothing on earth that could take you away Once I gather you under my wings I will bring you all back home again Though you've wandered like strangers To the ends of the earth I'll send you a Savior I will send you a Savior I'll finish I will finish my work You have no other shepherd You have no other Lord Pastures are waiting in Zion once more. Oh, I will bring you back home. I'll bring you back home, oh my children. You will no longer roam. I'll stand alone in the night. That could take you away Once I gather you under my wings I will bring you all back home again But don't fear, oh my daughters Or sons of Abraham I will wash you with water I will offer the lamb Oh, though your sins were like scarlet Oh, they'll be whiter than stone I have always been with you I will never let go I will bring you back home I'll bring you back home Oh my children You will no longer roam Lost and alone in the night 
There is nothing on earth that could take you away Once I gather you under my wings I will bring you all back home again Oh Zion, my fair one Oh Queen of the Lamb Fear not, I have called you Speak my word to this land Oh, oh, bride be made ready The rapture is nigh Soon you'll rule the heavens Oh, one with Zion, my fair one, again. Let's sing this another time. Oh, Zion, my fair one. Oh, queen of the land. Fear not, I have called you. Speak my word, speak my word to this land. Oh, oh, bride be made ready The rapture is nigh Soon you'll rule the heavens One, one with Adonai I will bring you back home I'll bring you back take you away once I gather you under my wings I will bring you all back home again Hallelujah 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 If you read the Old Testament all the books in the Old Testament, nearly one-third of the books are devoted to the time Israel went into captivity and God was going to bring them back again. Ezekiel and Daniel and Jeremiah and, 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 and the whole, all, all of the minors. I, I believe it also speaks not just to Israel, but to a Gentile bride that God is bringing back. Oh, friends, it is beautiful. The Lord is wonderful. Isn't he good to you?
Oh, hallelujah. Don't you love him? Oh, my. He's everything to us, isn't he? Good to be in service tonight. It's good to be uh, here in the middle of winter, spring in Alberta. <laughs> and uh, we're, we're driving on the road coming here, and then the car next to us started doing 360s and kind of nudged us a little bit, and we had to stop and deal with some things. But it's all good. We're here. We thank the Lord for that. So anyway, really enjoyed the service this morning. Our brother Jack Wallach. Brother Len, nice to see you here. God bless you. And uh, we really enjoyed our fellowship yesterday. I will say, you know, sometimes we sit and we meditate and we talk about the principles of God. And, you know, God is in every aspect if we look for him. And it's beautiful because he's there as much as we allow for him, that much he'll give. And more. And uh, as we heard this morning, if we just dig the ditches a little deeper, you know, it's not on us to make things grow. The sheep just bears the wool. It doesn't make the wool. It just bears it. It's, it's part of it. But if we allow that. So I, I've really enjoyed the fellowship with Brother Jack. We've, we've had a wonderful time. Brother Jack has uh, brought some materials. I didn't bring them today. But for our Sunday school, his church has been very active. They, have, they print books and documents and literature and different things. And, and uh, they've been active in spreading the message, street witnessing, um, doing different things. And it was my desire just to fellowship and communicate. We had the ministering brothers together last night. We just shared some common goals and aspirations and and this, we need to use wisdom. It's, it's not just going and, and doing this. We, we want to get results. We, we desire that God would move. And so we always need to learn and adapt and say, Lord, what can we do better? How can we be better? And, and so that was part of the goal. Brother Jack has also been very active in the missionary fields, both in printing, books, and, and Poland is very central to more of the world than we are. We're, we're a little bit of an outpost here, but he also travels routinely into Africa and to the Philippines, to South America, to Asia, to different countries. And uh, I've been blessed when I go and I heard Brother Jack's been there before us. And I thought, oh, well, it, 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 there's been some good footsteps here. And so we, we're, we're very thankful. So anyway, we're looking forward to letting him just minister, speak to us, whatever's on his heart. And uh, we'll just pull on that, won't we? All right, let's just sing a chorus as we can. And just to change the orders, we invite our brother, greater than all, greater than all. Let me sing that, please. Great, great, greater than all my sins is the blood that still cleanses me. It's the grace that still sets me. Still cleanses 
you tonight. I greet you in the precious name of Lord Jesus Christ. It's a privilege to be together and worship Him in the spirit and truth. I believe there is a special kind of worship that is coming from the mouth of the wife of the Lamb. It's a different than all the churches, all the members of the different churches, because there's a unity in the bride and the bridegroom. We are one. There was never a day like this day. We are very privileged to come together in the heavenly places and having a new language and restoration of the new land and a new message. And we are new creation in Christ Jesus, having a new life. We are very, very privileged. So the Lord is very gracious for us. He's protecting us. He's sending angels like a prophet, Malachi 4 prophet. He said that always the angels are coming with you, coming to the meeting, coming back. When you are coming back from the meeting, protecting us. And this is really a testimony. You know, just I, I, I was involved in uh, different situations in my life, being on a mission field, sometimes in Africa, going by car, and you see how the other car, big car, is going against you, hit you exactly when you see it, you are still alive, yeah. and the car is okay, you are moving. God is turning everything for good. We should be the most happy people, Amen. and never allow to come any negative thought, any accusation, nothing like this, because many times there's a hidden blessing. In the little trouble, a little trouble is a big blessing hidden. You know, the, all we have to have just a keep right kind of attitude and worship him anyhow. This is such a privilege. Maybe uh, sit down for a while before we read the scripture. But it's very important in our lives to know where I'm heading, to have a vision, to have a goal. This is our strength. This is uh, uh, proven even uh, uh, in the biological uh, way in, in our body or in our uh, mental health that the people that are losing the goal in their lives, they are becoming uh, very weak, sick, and even uh, prematurely die. It's very important in your life, like the Bible says, to have a vision and uh, stick with the right kind of vision. First, you have to pray and dig, dig enough deep and to be convinced that this is the right kind of vision. If this is the Word of God, your vision, you will never fail. But you will just uh, have to be faithful to the vision. And I, I believe our vision is the message of the hour. We are living in the time there is uh, visions of the people that are multiplying like a thousand, a uh, hundred thousand, like uh, almost everyone is anointed having a certain vision. Somehow they are contradicting to each other. Yes, there is a big mess because we are, there is a message. And this is the, also the, the, the age of the mess. You know, there's a big confusion, but God gave us a one message, one vision, one revelation, one language. Just that's what keeps us together. We are very, very privileged. You know, it's like in the story of certain man that had problems with the eye. Uh, he was losing his uh, vision, so he came to the doctor and uh, he asked for help. So the man, uh, the doctor, tested his eye and just gave him some uh, prescription, some uh, medicine. So after one month, the man is coming back. He said, really, my, my vision is improved, but my problem now is with my memory. 
I'm losing my memory. You know, so the doctor, he just uh, tested the man and just gave him some uh, a prescription for some medicine. So the man, he went away. He's coming back after one month and he says, uh, well, doctor, uh, my memory is, is, is okay, but again, I'm losing my sight. So the man, he became a little upset, the doctor. He said, finally, you have to choose what you need, what you like. You, you just don't come back to me. Choose what you need. What is the most important for you, the vision or memory? So the man, he was thinking for a while what is the most important, what is the priority in his life. He said, well, this is not really important where I was, what I experienced to remember all these things behind me. This is not the priority. Priority is to know, to have a good sight, good vision, and to know where I'm heading. So this is a solution many times. This is a solution. It's not so important where we, you've been, all the experiences behind us. We are in the spot. Uh, the greatest time that ever was is right now. And we are in a very special spot. And the things that are, we are heading, they are greater than the things you experienced before. So that's what I really want to say. And uh, I will just give one, one testimony uh, just to encourage you. How sometimes we, um, you know, the fear is trying to come upon us. And uh, the fear has got a different faces. But, uh, you know, the, the boldness of the Holy Spirit is just one face. This is the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit in your life. So we shouldn't be afraid of never of anything. Just put trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't sign any trouble. Don't sign any complex. Don't sign uh, yourself under any fear because it will grow. We know that whatever is watered will grow. And many times it starts with a little seed, but it uh, ends up with a big tree. We don't want to have uh, the old tree. We are accepting only a new tree, the tree of life. All the fruits, everything that contains as a part of the big tree. You know, some years ago, many years ago, when I went with uh, one brother from our congregation to Papua New Guinea, so uh, before we went there, I did a little study, you know, about the country, as usually I do, wherever the, I feel to go, and I feel the Lord sends me. So, um, you know, the Papua New Guinea is, the, is, a, is a country that they say this is the uh, last place for the cannibals. Uh, you, you understand those that are eating the, 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 the humans. You know, so, uh, you know, your, your imagination is growing, and you, you, the, uh, I read about a lot of uh, uh, riots on the streets, how we shouldn't uh, leave your, your place of your accommodation and so forth. But in the real, reality, we went there, we had a fellowship with the uh, pastor, Kara uh, Dick, and uh, some other believers. We had a wonderful uh, meetings and fellowship. But right after the meeting, I, I said to local pastor that we would like to go and explore a little uh, your, your nature and just going among the natives and so forth because uh, it's good to be in the church, but, you know, the Christianity is not something uh, that works only in the frame of the church, I mean the building, yeah? So uh, we wanted to see a, a, a real coffee, raw coffee. So we went there somewhere in the mountains and uh, we, we, we came there and uh, there was... Uh, there was a raw coffee there, just on the, not, not like in, in your home, on my home, or in the store, you know, just a, it was just on the branch. So uh, we pick it, taste it, it was nice, but quickly, just two natives jump out of the jungle. And they, they look at us, you know, we've been white, of course, yeah, 
just only two. So we've been a kind of attraction for this area. So they started to talk to us. They asked why we came here. We, we said, we are missionaries. I said, mm-hmm. Yeah, we came just to, after the meetings to see your nature and the experience, maybe taste the coffee. They said, mm-hmm. So they jumped inside of the jungle. They brought the different branches with the different colors, more mature coffee. So we talked a little with them. And then we, uh, we just, we, we just uh, drove a little by car. And there was a little... Uh, parking lot with a new factory for producing uh, coffee. So we stopped there, and those guys, they ran after us, you know. So they came to this parking lot, we look around, and after these two men came the next two, and the next two, and the next two, you know, and, uh, and, uh, and uh, many people, we were sur- surrounded. You know, so we didn't uh, plan those things, but we started to talk about uh, Certain things, you know, and I said, you see, the coffee you brought me is uh, good, but not the best. Because the best coffee is not the greenish, reddish, it must be black. And they said, "Mm mm-hmm. So I said, uh, you know, we agree that the coffee must be black, not the other color. Mm Mm-hmm. So I said, the point is that when uh, we've been born, all of us, our soul was black. They said, "Mm mm-hmm. But it's not really the best for the soul to stay black as was born black. But I said by the red blood of Jesus Christ, your, your black soul can be turned to be white. And they said, mm-hmm. You know, so there was a more and more people was coming. And we, we, we shared some things. And uh, one lady, she said, you are angels from heaven. I said, what do you mean? She said, we are backslidden Pentecostals. For, for years we are serving the Lord, we had the pastor, but when our pastor, Pentecostal pastor, backslidden, we backslidden with him. So we are backslidden Christians, but we, we, we have a desire to, to serve the Lord, we, we have a desire to follow him. And now we can hear the things, you know, so I had uh, books of Brother Branham with me, I just started to um, just uh, give them the books, even more people came. So we had a meeting, you know, just on the parking lot, not in the church, among the natives, you know, without fear, without uh, any danger, because the Lord took everything under his control. So we gave them a books, you know, we prayed with them, they dedicated their lives, and they promised that they, in the few days on the Sunday they will come to the church of the pastoral Kare Dick, you know, and they will just partake uh, the meetings. God is very simple. God is very simple, but we know there's only two powers that are uh, trying to control the people. One power is the power of the darkness, which is manifested by fear, and it's everywhere. You don't have to seek it. You don't have to look for it. It's everywhere. But there's an opposite power. This is a faith, and the faith always destroys the, the power of the enemy, the fear. We cannot have both, you know. Choose one. Be, be brave. Be, have a confidence in the Lord Jesus Christ. Trust him that all your sins are under the blood. Trust him that, uh, uh, you know, the pardon he offers you is sufficient, is supreme, is the greatest. When you are signing uh, under your uh, uh, pardoning that, in fact, he uh, furnished for you, he sent it to you, you are free. And you are free forever. You will never be judged again. You will never be condemned. You are free once forever because there is such a blood, power in the blood of Jesus Christ, that he cleanses you once, he cleanses you forever. You have to just abide in that condition, uh, moving forward, being a part of the progressive revelation, progressive understanding, and that's how we can be the most happy people around the world. Lord is very gracious. I feel like at home. 
Uh, I just, I, I'm very, very happy with a fellowship of your pastor, sharing some things. It's very natural, very, very simple, but very deep. It's flowing. When we talk about the Word of God, it's coming, you know, just we can share and some things are open like a windows. It's good to uh, stay at home, but sometimes it's good to open some windows. <laughs> yeah, you understand what I mean? Even there is a rain, heavy rain around, you don't have to go outside but open your window. There is uh, something in the air, you know, just uh, uh, certain powers, or certain encouragement, you know, just, and also you don't feel like uh, 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 closing the box. That's how the true fellowship is coming. I'm very, very uh, privileged to, to serve him. It's uh, 35 years uh, this year since I gave my life to Jesus Christ. As I said before, I never thought being a sinner, being a 14, 15, 16, very rebellion person, very rebellion boy, I never thought I would be a Christian. Uh, I, I would laugh at people that are telling me about Christianity. Serving the Lord, I said, it's impossible. It may be good for you, but never for me. Never for me. When I will be a 50, 60, 70, maybe I will try. But I want to test uh, my life, you know, just uh, test different things, experience, you know. But it was my thoughts, my idea. Until Jesus Christ, he came with the love of God. In, it covered my ignorance. He has forgiven me. He called me to be a Christian, to be a preacher, uh, to be a pastor, to be a husband, to be a, uh, a father, to be a grandfather. He blessed me above the measure. I will just give you a final testimony, and then we'll come to the Word of God. You know, when we started to uh, publish the books of Brother Branham in English, it was like maybe five years ago, uh, it, it, was, it was a new chapter for, for me, for our church, a new vision. You know, the vision existed, but, you know, if you have a vision from the Lord, never put a full stop, put a coma, because God is very progressive, and He likes to astonish you, shock you as His own child, you know, to realize about the potentials of the kingdom that is already within you. We, we, we have a little clue about who we are. We, we can claim, I know I'm the bride, I'm the son of God, I, 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 I'm, I, I'm the rapture, I'm the resurrection of the hour, I, I'm this and that. This is wonderful. But I tell you, there's a more beyond. So when we started to print for maybe 30 years, we print uh, books of Brother Branham, but it was like a thousand, uh, two thousand uh, pieces, every title for Poland, for, for our country. But <clears throat> when we started to print uh, English uh, Books, you know, uh, because I, when I started to travel, I just realized that the books are not reaching the countries. People are hungry of the books. They need the books and no tablets, no electronic stuff. We never fill the gap. They're okay, but, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I, I realized there is a need behind. So we started to print again like, like 5,000 or one title in English and so forth. And we sent like you did for years. And I, I, was, uh, I was using a benefit maybe uh, 25 years ago when I got uh, books of Brother Branham printed in English from your church, somewhere in the 90s. It came to my home. I was very blessed in the form of the bag. So uh, we use the same uh, uh, way, sending the bags to different countries around the world, wherever people requested. But when the COVID came, it was after I visited uh, Zambia, and I just realized I met uh, uh, many pastors. They told me how they need the books and they cannot, they don't have access to books. No way. They cannot buy. They cannot just get it. They are not existing in Zambia. So uh, we, we packed like uh, maybe 15 bags, big bags, you know, in Sunday to Zambia, happy. But the COVID came. 
And we didn't realize how much the enemy is against everything, but he's uh, first against the word, against the revelation. After one month, all these 15 bags came back on our lap. We were very discouraged because he didn't even leave uh, Europe when he came, was sent back. I want to say something, you know, just from the, from the trouble, there was a hidden blessing behind. No one of us realized. And came an idea that we can send not the small bags, but send the pallets, like 10,000 books on the one pallet. And this way it will work because the goods are coming from the continent to continent, so this is a maybe higher level. So we, we sent uh, 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 pallets, you know, to Uganda, Kenya, uh, Zambia, uh, Zimbabwe, and uh, Liberia, many other countries to Africa. It started to work. I want to say one thing. Brother Branchi said in the seven church ages, if the enemy is coming, if the devil is coming to discourage you, your response is supposed to be not to give up. You're supposed to stand. Maybe you don't, don't have a solution. Maybe you don't have an answer, but it will come. It will be a stronger ministry, more powerful ministry, because there is more. But don't be afraid. You know, the Lord uh, bless us. In the last few years, we send uh, uh, thousands, thousands, dozens, thousands, hundreds, thousands books around the world. By the grace of God. By the grace of God. But, uh, you know, we're supposed to depend on Him. No, don't depend on your resources. Don't depend on your understanding. Depend on the Holy Spirit. He's the mighty one. Please stand up. Let's read uh, Genesis 29 from the verse 1. I really appreciate your coming this afternoon. I didn't expect with so many people Sunday evening, but I really appreciate it. I know that you didn't come to see me or see the pastor or maybe see each other. Maybe you think sometimes this way. But I believe that your soul is leading you to something. And if the Holy Spirit is leading your soul into something, you will get it. And you will be blessed. And this is not the carnal. This is not just to see each other. But I really appreciate your coming. God bless you. Pray for me. Pray for yourself. Pray during the preaching. God will do something for you. So Genesis 29 from the verse 1. Then Jacob went on his journey. And came into the land of the people of the east. And he looked, and behold, a well in the field. And lo, there were three flocks of sheep laying by it. For out of that well they watered the flocks. And a great stone was upon the well's mouth. Keep it in your mind. There was a well, and there was a great stone that was covering the mouth of the well. Hiding resources away from the sheep. And tighter were all the flocks gathered. And they rolled the stone from the well's mouth and watered the sheep. And put the stone again upon the well's mouth in his place. And Jacob said unto them, My brethren, whence be you? And they said, Of Haran are we. And he said unto them, Know you Laban, the son of Nahor? And they said, We know him. And he said unto them, Is he well? And they said, He is well. And behold, Rachel, his daughter, cometh with the sheep. And he said, Lo, is yet high day, neither is it time that the cattle should be gathered together. Water you the sheep and go and feed them. And they said, We cannot, until all the flocks be gathered together, until they roll the stone from the well's mouth, then we water the sheep. 
while he had spake with them, Rachel came with her father's sheep, for she kept them. And it came to pass, when Jacob saw Rachel, the daughter of Laban, his mother's brother, and the sheep of Laban, his mother's brother, then Jacob went near and rolled the stone from the well's mouth and watered the flock of Laban, his mother's brother. Now let's read from the First Peter 2, 25. First Peter 2, 25. First Peter 2, 25. For you were as sheep going astray, but are now returned unto the shepherd and bishop of your soul. And the last scripture, one verse, is First Peter 5, 4. First Peter 5, 4. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, you shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. Amen. Friends, we saw our shepherd. He came the crown of glory. And we know... The woman is a crown for the man. The wife, she is a crown of the husband. He appeared. We are living this time. There's more than you think in the well. There are hidden resources. Let's pray together. If you want to be mentioned in the prayer, when every head is bowed, you can lift up your hand before the Lord. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, brother. God bless you, sister. God bless you, brother. Heavenly Father. We are approaching with confidence to you. Lord, we love you because you loved us first. Oh God, we came here not to boast about ourselves. Because we are not so important, Father. But in the same time, we know that we are part of the greatest picture that was ever painted by you, by Holy Ghost. Because we are part of the world. We are part of the Bible. We are the promise for that age, Lord. But we didn't come here to boast of ourselves. Father, we are so happy of you. We are so glad. We, are, we want to worship you in the spirit and the truth. Father, we are boasting in the things you have done in that age. We, we are boasting about the things that you have done in our lives. Father, we are proud of you, that we are your children. We are sons and daughters of God of the last days in the age of the manifestation of the sons and daughters of God. Father, I bless my brothers and my sisters, especially those that express, oh, Father, they are in need. And only you know what is behind their hand, what kind of request and petition they send to you, oh, God, by faith. We are all come together. We are needy tonight. We need you desperately, Lord Jesus, because we don't know exactly, precisely what the tomorrow will bring. Father, we don't know what, what will happen in the, in the one or two hours ahead of us. We just don't know. We are walking in the very dark world, but we are walking by the light of the revelation of the hour. Father, we are so thankful that the light shines in our hearts, Father. And we are not lost. We are not alone. We know exactly where we are standing. Because the revelation strikes our hearts, Father, in such a real way, Father. We came back to life. We came back to conscious. We are not lost. We are not confused anymore, Father. Bless your children. Bless the word that we read. Take a glory from this meeting, Father. We ask for that. In the name of Lord Jesus Christ, amen.
So God bless you, saints. Take your seats. Amen. So I would like to share with you on, the, on something that is on my heart, the role of the true shepherd. The role of the true shepherd. Amen. So we will talk about the hidden resources. All my life, there is something like uh, God is dealing with me for years. You know, this is a thought that is always is connected with me even when I pray. You know, usually when I go for prayer, I, I said the same for my people in, in our assembly. Usually when I go for prayer, I like to walk. Just uh, Maybe I just went twice around the earth in my life. I am 43, walking, walking every day, day and night. Just I love to walk and talk with the Lord. I cannot explain, but the first thing what I do, I worship Him. When I am coming to pray, I worship Him. I give Him praise for all He has done, how marvelous He is. By my personal experience, your experience is different. Some of the things we have come on, but we are all different. But when you worship the Lord, you started to, to see that He's coming down. Because we realize by the message of Malachi 4 that we are not uh, just a lady, just a church. We are not even the bride. We are wife of the Lamb. It means we are connected. We are reconnected. In eternity we've been one. We've been disconnected for a while. Now we are connected again. So when you speak something to your husband, amen, to Jesus Christ, to the Holy Spirit inside of you, uh, it's, it's causing something. It causes a reaction. That's the reason some people, they ask Brother Branham, to whom I supposed to pray? Because just a shallow way, carnal way, people, they open the Bible and quickly they're confused if they don't have a revelation. Because they say, to whom am I supposed to pray? To Father, the Bible says, there is a Father in heaven. To the Son, Jesus Christ, He was on the earth. Or to the Holy Ghost, to whom am I supposed to pray? Brother Branham, he said, pray to this one that is dwelling inside of you. It's very simple, you know. God that was above us, He was with us, now He entered into you. And that's why we are talking about the relationship, fellowship, about the intimacy that is only in the marriage. This is uh, some things that not everyone can understand, but you can experience that by revelation. So, uh, you know, we are, the story that we read from the Genesis 29, there is a certain picture in the picture. Because everyone can read it. We, we can be aware of the story of Jacob. This is historical event. We believers, we know that the Bible from certain perspective is a historical book. From certain perspective, this is a prophetic book. From certain perspective, this is a book of love. This is a prophetic book. And, you know, God expressed many attributes, but when you are reading a story about uh, Jacob and his journey, you know, most of the people, they are looking that on the, from the perspective of the historical event. They know the man like Jacob was. His name was changed to Israel. He was in his journey. He was called out. He was uh, going in. He had the experiences. But, you know, it was Jacob. But you are not Jacob. Even, even if your name is Jacob, you are not Jacob from the Bible. You are different Jacob. We are all different. We have different names. We are in different season, different age. So that's the reason you have to apply whatever is in the Bible. Apply to your own life. You have to put your name into this book. Then this book becoming a new book for you. It's very, very personal. But it requires identification. 
even when you listen to the word. So that Jacob, he went on his journey, and he came to the land of the people of the east. We must understand he's coming to a land he never explored. He never was there. He was the first time. He didn't know the people. He didn't know the customs. He was just coming, coming alone. But he was a man that he experienced in the 27th chapter of the uh, book of Genesis, which is a, a, a book of the seed. We are living in the book of Revelation. So whatever was on the beginning of the book, it must be in the end of the book, but in the mature form. Because we are living in the harvest time. In the 27th chapter of the book of Genesis, Jacob, he experienced, uh, uh, <clears throat> experienced with the Lord, being guided by his mother, that he experienced uh, 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 being a firstborn. He was not a firstborn, but he received a birthright. It came this way or other way, but he experienced to receive a blessing from God through his father and the blessing of being a birthright. Amen. So it was a very unusual. This is, this is something that starts a real his uh, spiritual journey. Though we know that he came from the different world, invisible world, and he was, a, he was a fighter from the beginning. He was fighting for something. He didn't know for, for what he's fighting. But when he was born, he was, he was holding the, 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 the leg of his brother. He was fighting. Something was in, inside of him. Because he came from the invisible to the visible, he was acting a very weird way all his life. But now came some results. It was a birthright. It was a blessing. The most two important things that he could obtain, he received it. Now he started his journey. He left his home being blessed, having a birthright blessing. Two things. And now in the 28th chapter of the book of Genesis, he's coming to a place he's alone. That's what you need many times. Come to the place of being alone. If you are always surrounded by people, this is really nice. But as a Christian, sometimes you must be alone. And God will lead you, guide you, maybe sometimes by troubles, even by sickness, to the separated place to deal with you, to speak to you. That's what happened with the Jacob. In the 28th chapter of the book of Genesis, he is laying somewhere, he is alone, there is the middle of the night, and he couldn't sleep. And he can see a dissension and ascension of angels. It means the heaven is open for him. You know, this is a new experience because all those things he's fighting for is going on on the earth. But now God is opening different dimension for him. When he's alone, he's away from the mother, away from the father, away from Esau, away from the troubles, fighting. He's alone, but he's not alone. He experienced the presence of God. And now God established a covenant with him. He's promising just giving a tenth, uh, tenth part of his uh, salary of the goods or whatever he obtained, giving back to God. If you will take care for me during my journey, I will just give him my tithe. And then in the 29th chapter, after visitation of the angels, he's coming and meeting uh, three groups, three flocks with the shepherds. It's amazing how he acts because he's coming to the land and he doesn't know the people. He doesn't know the customs. He doesn't know the land. But he's asking the, the shepherds why you are watering the sheep and then you close the, the well again and you are just allowing them to lay down and doing nothing 
and you kind of, in your alliance of the three flocks, you don't have a perspective what to do with the resources of the well. You water your sheep, but you are just stopped somewhere in the, in the midday. You're supposed to let them go for grass, let them go for food, because, and come back maybe the evening time to water them again. So he's a very bold. Can you imagine that? He knows no one, you know, he doesn't know the people. There's a majority, you know, on one side, in a minority, he's alone. But he's giving advice, why you do, do this, why you do that, you know. You must understand the background. This man, he had the birthright, he had the blessing from God, and he met the angels. He met the constellation of the angels, and he became bold. Brothers, they said, Brother Branham, when uh, before you, you went to the West, you've been called to the West because God told you uh, that you will be blessed on the West and you need to receive a message. Before he went there, he was sitting with the brothers around the table. And they were talking about the different things. Brother Branham, he was referring to some things. But his speech was a certain way. When he went to the West and he met the constellation of the seven angels. And he came back. The brothers, they said, your speech was changed. Your language was certain. You was a person we recognized, all of us, that you knew exactly what you are talking about. It was after he was taken up to the constellation of the seven angels. Friends, it was the greatest experience for the Christianity about our generation. Because Jesus, when he was going away from the earth... When the people, they were looking into the sky, how Jesus physically, they saw him, how he was going away. He was taken by the cloud. There was the two angels giving a message. Why are you gazing to heaven? The same Jesus that disappeared now and ascended to heaven, descend from heaven the same manner. No wonder the brother Branham was sent as a prophet, major prophet. Doesn't matter how many prophets they are, how many school of the prophets and so forth. Africa, wherever, America, you can see rising up, almost everyone is prophet. Almost everyone has a dream, you know. And they are contradicting to each other. But before they started to do those things because the rain has come. But they are producing their own products. They are in the alliance like these three shepherds. They were in alliance, they feel security. They came to a certain zone of the rest and security. So, but, you know, they, they couldn't really handle with the sheep. But the Jacob, when he came, he instructed them. There were the three flocks. We call it the justification, sanctification, and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. These three flocks, Lutherans, Methodists, and Pentecostals came together. And they are coming together in our age. It was predicted. Like a 50, 60, 70 years ago, they, they, they didn't stick together. But now all of them, they are coming together. Pentecostals and uh, Reformers and uh, uh, Lutherans, all the churches coming together. But there is a bride. There is someone set aside. Because there were three messages. Three messengers with three messages. Evangelical, Pentecostal, and the word itself. So no wonder we are set aside for a purpose. You see now that Jacob is coming, and the Jacob is coming, he's alone, the three flocks are there, but he's a messenger for them. They didn't recognize it. 
They didn't realize who he was. So he was talking with them, instructed them, and all of a sudden, when he's asking about the house of Laban, there is a lady coming, virgin, beautiful. Her name is Rachel. So they are talking about the Laban, representation of the house of Laban is appearing in the form of the woman. And they said, this is a Rachel. She is a shepherdess. Who was Jacob? He was a shepherd. Now they are coming together around the well. This is a meeting point. There is a place when God is calling you. I want to read from the Proverbs. Let's open the Proverbs chapter 5. To explain some things. Proverbs chapter 5, 15 and 16 and 17 and 18. Proverbs 5, 15. Drink waters out of thine own cistern and running waters out of thine own well. Don't look around, you have a resources. You have a something that's hidden inside of you, which is a kingdom of God. It's so real, it's a tangible. This is not imagination. But remember that the apostles, they asked Jesus, when you will restore the kingdom? And he explained the kingdom of God doesn't come with observation. Kingdom of God is within you. And you know nothing about it. It's possible. Even tonight. There are kingdom of God, hidden resources that you are not aware, but it's inside of you. The Bible compares that with a well. Let thy fountains be dispersed abroad and rivers of waters in the streets. Let them be only thine own and not strangers with thee. Let thy fountain be blessed and rejoice with the wife of thy youth. You know, this is natural and spiritual. That's how many marriages, they are coming to the crisis. Because they are forgetting the beginning. They are focused on the troubles that are increasing and they are vaccine cold in the marriage. You know, coldness, formality is coming. Because they are losing a conscious and they are focused on the troubles around instead of Looking, who is the person I married? That it was a love of God. There was a aware choice that we want to be together and spend our life on the earth together, even eternity. Amen. But on, on the way, you know, something came that uh, defiled the well. And uh, Solomon, that had uh, many, many wives, way too many. One, one is enough, definitely. Say amen, brothers. But the problem was, you know, the Solomon, he got some lessons, very painful lessons, having a thousand wives. Now he said, stick to the wife. Come back to the wife, singular, or the wife of your youth. Amen. Maybe that was a one of the thousand that he really knew it should be my original one, but I made some mistakes, okay? But he is telling, let thy fountain be blessed and rejoice with the wife of thy youth. Amen. Can you say, brother, amen? amen. Sister, can you say, amen? amen? Your husband is a well. Amen. You can, you can draw from him. You can draw from him. He can draw from you. Amen. Don't look around. Come back to the wife of your youth. That's what Jesus has done. Amen. He never give up of us. 
because you did this or you did that. We are, we are subject to mistakes because of flesh. We are not angels. By purpose, not by accident. By purpose of God, you are not angel. Your pastor is not an angel. Maybe it's not the office of the angel because he's a messenger for the local assembly. But, you know, he's not like an angel. The angel is innocent. But no angel has got the message of redemption. They are only sent from God to contact right person. And the right person is coming to the right person bringing the message. So, you know, the, the angel behind the pulpit is a messenger, but it's a human being. Angel will never help you. Because angel doesn't understand you. But your pastor will understand you. Amen. Your pastor at home. Amen. Your husband will understand you. You have to just come to the same level. Amen. Just come to the same level of understanding. You have to talk. Brother Branham explained in the question and answers about a certain couple that couldn't come together. There was different opinions, maybe arguments. Brother Branham said, you have to talk to her. You have to spend the time with her. It will work. Right. Amen. It will solve. You know, that's, that's what I experienced in my marriage. You know, when I married my wife, <clears throat> I was a very private person because I spent a lot of time in the mountains, in the forest, you know, being a teenager. I, I, I was happy not to see the people. I want to just know God more. But God changed my attitude. And the first thing he changed, he changed me through my wife. Because I, I didn't talk too much, I was speaking a few words a day, it was enough for me. I had my own inner world, and I was very happy, very happy until I was married. I was happy, but I didn't imagine that, you know, that uh, my lady would require for me to talk so much. Then I did a study of later that the average woman is talking uh, 21,000 words a day. But the men only 7,000. So you see a difference. So one day my, my wife, she brought me a COD, question answers, and she said, it's written here. You must talk to me. <laughs> That's what Brother Abraham said. I said, I believe it, but I don't understand it. I, I was like, you know, I was so happy inside that I, just, I was not going outside. But God made us a people where we should be just, that's what Brother Brown was corrected. His old idea of the prophet was like Elijah, the prophet of the Old Testament, that probably he didn't have a wife, children, and he was sitting for three years on the mountain. Can you imagine that, sister, with your husband? Going for three years in the, you know, somewhere you know, you, you've got a beautiful land, you know, there's many places like that. But God corrected Malachi 4. He said, this is the, the old-fashioned prophet, just the Old Testament prophet. You have a greater gift, greater position, greater revelation. You, with this revelation, go among the people. Spend a time with them. Talk to them. Amen. He didn't want, but God corrected him. God corrected me. Amen. Now I'm just, God changed me so much, I'm talking too much. All the time, I said, Lord, help me. Stop it, stop, stop it. Okay. So, there is a hidden well. And the Solomon, he said, just draw from your own well. Don't look around. Don't look on other churches. Don't say, if I would be in a different church, this a digital pastor. There is a many digital pastors. 
People are not coming to church. They, they prefer, I will click. This is my beloved pastor, digital pastor, virtual pastor. Yeah, they love them so much because they never correct them. Yeah, they always preach mysteries and everything, you know, and if they would come to contact, the same scenes that were maybe uncovered in the local assembly, and they, they, they offended and they left the church instead of confessing the sins, come bringing them under blood with a grudge inside, they are coming back to their home, listening to a, a virtual pastor, and they are very happy. For a while, until you turn to be sick. Who will pray for you? Who will baptize your children? Amen. How will you observe communion? You see, we are supposed to stick together. We are supposed to be together. Because there is such a power, such a possibilities, such a potentials in the bride of Christ. Don't go astray. Amen. Praise God. We've been a sheep like a Peter, he, he said. We've been a sheep going astray. But we will turn back to our shepherd. He found you. He called you by name. He opened the seals. He opened the book for you and he called you by name. That's what we like. That's what it changes us when, when the word of God becomes personal. Amen. So, these three flocks that was corrected by the messenger Jacob, they went their own way. But there was a ritual. For Rachel, he opened the rock that covered the resources. Jesus Christ, a capstone, amen. But a capstone was opened by the man that met the constellation of the seven angels. And the seven angels was on their messengers to bring the word of God under inspiration for the bride. When you are a careful listener and you believe, you are a believer, true believer, something was poured into your heart. We call it God changed his in morphia. It means the same person. He changed the mask. Amen. He was in heaven. God above us. God with us. God in us. The same God. Condescension of God and you have to understand where he is today. That's the reason the Bible says don't look around. Come back to your own well. Draw resources. You know that Jacob, he opened the well for Rachel. We know that finally it ended up with a marriage. Because he was shepherd, she was a shepherdess. Where they met together in the best place around the world. Don't look for a wife in one of the clubs. Amen. Don't look for a wife in one of the churches. Come to the place where it's an open well. There are hidden resources. Where there's a great shepherd, Jesus Christ, present. Amen. He opens for you. He removes every rock. And you can draw, draw, and drink, and drink. Why are you supposed to drink? Because you are the tree of life. You are the bright tree. Yeah, this is the same tree. Am I right? If you are over 40, 50, you know, I, I use the glasses for reading. The problem is that five years ago is okay, but now it's still sometimes I, I see like a two. I have to change it, you know. This, it's not a problem, you know, problem is the glasses, not with me. I have to change the glasses. But we cannot see two in that age. Anytime you look, you see two, it's wrong. You must see one. You are the bride's tree manifested. You are the tree of life that is planted in your heart. Amen. Where is the tree planted? By the waters. Psalm 1. Amen. Why by the waters? Because you need a lot of water. 
by the water. We are drawing up all these uh, minerals and the things and the resources of the ground. And through the uh, certain process, you know, uh, in the tree is coming like a pump. It's pulling up like a reverse osmosis. It's, it's coming up, but it's uh, keeping what is trash. Not necessarily it's keeping away, but the nutrition of the ground is coming through the tree. It's push up, push up, but the tree must drink the water. Then because of the sun, you know, and certain transformation in the leaf, you know, it's, it's bringing forth the fruits. Amen. Because the right kind of nutrition, amen, is coming to the tree. Hallelujah. I'm lacking the English word, so forgive me. But I know that you know what I wanted to say. This is the main thing. There's a power of transformation in the tree. How the water and the sunshine, you know, is turning finally the fruits. Amen. To the chlorophyll and the fruits. Amen. There's a life in the tree. And you are the tree. All you have to do, drawing, drawing, drinking, 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 and pushing out. Amen. What will push out? Perfect faith. Even the healing that is proof of what Jesus has done for you is a proof of the coming resurrection of our body. Change of the body. Amen. You can push out the rapture. You can push whatever God placed inside of you. There's more inside of you than you can imagine. Don't try by comprehension of your spirit, imagination of your spirit, you know, your feelings to understand the kingdom of God is deeper. It's deeper, way deeper. You have to dig deeper to uncover the things that God placed in you before the foundation of the world. Even the divine healing. Sometimes we are struggling for the things. You know, once, once I was going uh, many years uh, to India. It was my first visit in India some years ago. And I, before I went to India, uh, many years ago, before the trip to India, I was in Ukraine. And I pick up some bugs, you know, some parasites. And I couldn't re- get rid of them. I was fighting, I was, I was praying and believing and fasting and, uh, uh, you know, drinking different stuff, horrible stuff. But it still was there somehow. When I was going to India, they told me this is the, the, dirtiest, the dirtiest country in the world and so forth. No hygiene and so forth. You know, and I was going to a place to the pastor that invited me, me to Andhra Pradesh. And I asked the brothers in Canada, Brother Zeke, Clark, and, and brothers in the States, whosoever was going to India, do you know this brother? No, no, I never heard the name. I said, yeah, okay, but I agreed to go. So I trust this is a pastor. I trust this is a believer. So I was going by faith alone. When I was going there, you know, I was in the plane, and I was thinking, I was meditating, I was my heart sleeping, but, you know, I was thinking, and something came to me. I thought, I'm, I'm going to the really dirty country. They warned me not to drink any kind of water, just only bottled water, sealed water. Okay, I know those things. Already I have a problems inside of me in my colon. But there was a thought coming to me. You know, you've been in a mission field, you pick up a parasite. What would be a paradox if you would be healed in the most dirty country in the world? But you know, it was a thought like that. I forgot about it. I went to India for 10 days. It was a wonderful time. I came back. I just realized after three weeks or one month, there's no problems. I said, and it came to me, my meditation, my, my thoughts. I said, my goodness, I was fighting for years with the problem. No way to, de- to, to defeat it. 
But God is a God of paradox. You know, it's, it's inside of you. The healing is inside of you. You are thinking about the world and it's coming a thought that is so inspired that God is willing and, and, and he's really, he wants to materialize the things in your life. But it doesn't come like a lighting. It's coming many times by thought. It's coming closer, closer, closer. And then you see it's tangible. That's me. Lord is so good for us, friends. There is someone that came down in the last days with a ministry to open the mountain. He had the tool to open the mountain. And he allowed us, the believers, to look inside of a pyramid to the place that no one never saw it. Because there never any light, any eye, strike this piece of the, the mountain. Amen. But he had a ministry. He opened something. You know, we don't need a ministry today to close the things. Some people, they say, we need the return of the prophet. We need someone to open the seventh seal. We, we need the seven thunders, maybe in the millennium. They've got different ideas. But we are living in the days of the voice of the seven messenger when the mystery of God shall be finished. Must be a body on the earth. Amen. Must be a well open. Mountain open. What's the mountain? Mount of Zion, the bride. She's the mountain. It was open. That's the reason, brother, like he said to the brothers, look inside. Don't look at me. Look inside. Your name is there. You are there. You are part of that mountain. Amen. Hallelujah. What kind of mountain? Brother and sister, there's another mountain that was standing against the Rubabel. It was a devil. Amen. This is a wrong mountain. You have to speak to the mountain. But there's another mountain. We are part of the mountain. You say, where it is? I will give you an example. When you, when you go to uh, very high mountains, you know, just uh, last year when I was in uh, Bolivia, La Paz, this is uh, 4,000 uh, meters above the sea level, the, 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 the highest capital in the, in the world. So we had some meetings over there. And the brothers, they said, what do you would like to see between the meetings? Lakes and different things. I said, I don't know the exactly geography of Bolivia. I know there's a lot of attractions, but we don't have a time. But if I could go to the mountains, I love mountains. So I didn't know what they, you know, what they talk together between themselves, you know. But they, they took us, me and the other brother, brother Tom, they took us uh, to the car and they took us to the death road. Very high. So we came to a certain place and I said, there is, there is a mountain over there. When we started our journey, I looked on some mountain. It was so huge. It was beautiful. I, I, was, I cannot ex express it because it was really high. The mountain was 5,400 meters above the sea level. Very high. There's no mountains like this in Europe. You know, and uh, very high. When we came to a certain place and the car couldn't continue, there was an option to go. And I had a little fight inside because I said, I, I, I love the peak, you know. I would like to be there, but... I said, Lord, may maybe you don't want to see me there because I'm, maybe I will be uh, proud or maybe was, I will think that I was so high. It was a really, it was a really, really high. But just I felt that I can go. So I ran to this place, you know. There's no oxygen there. You had a headache. You, you, there's a, uh, you know, you sleep by night. There's a, uh, uh, the blood is coming from your nose, you know. The, uh, barely you, uh, you breathe. You may get 10 steps and you, it's enough. You're finished. But you know, when I saw the peak... There was a something like uh, excitement. 
I was running, last 300 meters, I was running to the top. I was very happy. I want to say one thing, one thing. From the far, this mountain was so high, you know, so beautiful, but so high, I couldn't even imagine to reach it. But when you are approaching to the certain mountain, to the peak, it's becoming smaller and smaller, yeah? Finally, when you are reaching the peak, you don't even see the peak. Because you are standing on the top. That's how many times is with a problem. If you look on the problem and you don't go into the problem, it's becoming bigger, bigger, bigger. You are feeding your fear. You, you are feeding your unbelief. You are feeding your, your, your questions. You know, it's growing, growing, growing. If you ignore it and go into it, you will go through it. It will just be under your feet. That's what God promised. Friends, God promised us those things. This is by the grace of God. This may be natural, but don't look on the mountain, Zion, like a big mountain. <laughs> this is for the bride. This is the bride on the top of the mountain. God predicted by the messenger and revealed the mysteries that you will be part in the, in the new Jerusalem. You will not be on the first level, second level, third level, fourth level, fifth, sixth, on the seventh level where the throne is. You will be the closest group of people to Lamb of God. The pit of fire, the Father will be above, amen. But you will be with Him in the seventh group. I trust you believe it. If not, just pray, but you are privileged people. You are chosen, peculiar people. God revealed those things not for the public. They will never believe it. They will hear those things for 30 years, 40 years, and they will say, there's nothing for me in this. I said, amen, go. That's what Jesus did. He was specifically telling some things, you know, and the people were offended because of this. They said, this is not according to Moses. They were blind to understand who was standing before them. It was the God of Moses. They said Moses was giving us the food. No, 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 I correct you. It was not the Moses, not the prophet was feeding you. My father was feeding you through this ministry. Amen. That's the reason we see a continuation of Malachi 4. That's the reason Brother Branham in the 50s, in the first and second uh, uh, pool of his ministry, he asked sometimes people, do you believe I am God's prophet? Don't be offended, but do you believe I am God's prophet? I am sent from God? I mean the prophet... A uh, 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 preacher preaching under inspiration. Yes, I believe the healing is for you because that's what the angel he said to him. He will just cause the people to believe you. Everything is possible. But after the first and second pool, he started to introduce another terminology. He didn't say, I'm the prophet, but he said, The Holy Spirit is the prophet of the hour. Because he knew that he was a dispensational prophet when he opened a new land, new possibilities, when he brought us to the right well. He had to disappear. Amen. Because our Jacob, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Prince of God, the Mighty One, was there to open the well for you. There's the reason that St. John, 10 chapter, the Bible says, 10 chapter of the St. John, verse 9. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have a life. My sheep, of course, yeah? He's speaking to his sheep. And that they might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. 
The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Amen. What he's teaching here, I am the door of the possibilities. I am not the end, I am the beginning. When you will go through me, you will go in and you will find. But also he said about the usher. There's an usher standing by the door, pointing at the door. Who was the usher? In the first coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, the usher was John the Baptist. Man, the spirit of Elijah, the greatest of the prophets of the Old Testament. But now, at the end of the history of the Christianity and the humanity, in the book of Revelation, there's another usher standing by the door, pointing at the door. He said, that's not me. I have a ministry. Yes, but that's not me. I'm pointing at the door. Go through the door and find the pasture. Amen. Amen. This is the role of the true shepherd, to point at the door. But there's more than this. I want to say, like Jesus, he said to Pharisees, the problem of Pharisees was that they, want, they didn't want to go in. They heard the word, but they didn't want to go inside. Jesus, he rebuked the Pharisees. He said, in the St. Luke 11, St. Luke 11, 52, Woe unto you, lawyers, for you have taken away the key of the knowledge. You enter not in yourself, and them that were entering in you hindered. So Jesus is teaching here the human being is the door. Jesus is a big door. He's allowing you to go inside. He was the word in flesh. He was the open door. Come to me. Go through me. You will find the pasture. You will find the well. You will find the resources. But now he accused the lawyers that they didn't want to uh, go in, but they had a key. Oh, they said, we can open for you or close to you. But Jesus, he opened a different door. He said, you are blind, you are Pharisees. You didn't enter, and the greater sin is that you have forbidden the others to come in. Yeah. Amen. This is the denomination system. This is the coma behind the sentence. God said something, every denomination is built up on, on what? On the word of God. But the partial word of God. Because they put the full stop. They're they supposed to put a comma. If you have experience with God, amen, young people, God wants to give you personal experience by the word. If God will give it to you, say, praise the Lord, comma. Amen. He will give you next and next and next. Never give a full stop. Amen. Give a comma. There is a such a thing. Amen. God created worlds by the word. He created uh, resources, things. All those things are in the world. Brother Branch, he said, my ministry is to proclaim, announce the coming of the word. That's what he said. And then he said, even the millennium is inside. And all other things are inside. When you see the open book, there's a more than you can imagine. This is not only your salvation, your healing. This is not only change of the body in the book. It's also the, the, there's the wedding supper in the book. There's millennium in the book. There's a Gog and Magog in the book. New Jerusalem in the book. Amen. Your tent, your house in the book. Your theophany in the book. Glorified body in the book. Everything is the book. Whole future in the book. How you can explain today what we will do for the eons of time. I don't know how it's exactly in English, but they, in, the, in the term for the eon, 
Eon is English. Eon, Eon is a, is a 500 millions of years. Eon. Eon, yeah, Eon, okay. Eon is a, they say this is, this is the, the biggest uh, description of the certain period of time. And they say Eon is a 500 of millions of years. And we are going to the eons. Not the singular, eons. How we, we will try to explain tonight or any time what we will do. If God created by the word, the worlds, not the singular, plural. People today by the efforts are trying to go to the moon, to come to the, to the space, to different places. You know, I read the article about, Brad Branke mentioned about the Soviet uh, Union um, cosmonauts, astronauts, cosmonauts, they, they went to the space. One of them, he said, I, he came back, I was there, I didn't see God. I don't say he was on the moon, but he was in the space. There was uh, hundreds of people in the space. Okay, so he came back, I, I look around, I didn't see God. He was a one-off like that. But I read the article about the Polish cosmonaut, he went to the space, he went around, you know, many, many times, maybe a hundred times or more, uh, times around the earth. He said, I met uh, Soviet Union in those days, Soviet Union colleagues. They went to the space as an atheist. They came back as a believers. Most of the people, they went to the space, they became a believers. You cannot be there. You cannot be and see the, the, the part of the little galaxy. See it and stay the same if you have sober mind. That's what we need, friends. Go to space. Amen. God promised us to go to space. It will change you. Don't think that you understand everything. Don't put the limits. When our body will be changed, you will travel like a thought. And this is just the beginning. Amen. There are hidden resources. There's an open well. There's a door you can go inside and eat and feast. On the seventh feast, amen. On the seventh course many, on the seventh days, on the fullness, everything is there in that book that was open in the Revelation 5. Amen. No wonder, Brother Bran, he said, there is a one thing that follow what happened in the Revelation 5. The most sublime scripture in the whole Bible. He said, there's only one thing that follows the Revelation 5. Open the seals. He said, worship. Worship. When you see what he has done for us. Whom he made you. Not he will make. You are. Now. Maybe there is a veil of the flesh trying to keep this conscience away from us. But you are. You are the son of God. You are the daughter of God. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Sometimes we suffer. Sometimes we don't understand. Many, many years ago, I see the sister. I think you've been part of the church of Brother Bablitz. Am I right? Yeah. Brother Bablitz was in my home. I brought Brother Bablitz many years ago to Romania with Brother Ted Posedli. Uh, summer maybe 2002, 2003, I don't remember. But something like this. I brought them by my car to Romania. And I continued with another brother to Bulgaria for the mission field. We, we, we left the brothers over there. That's how the, the Lord called Brother Bablis, you know, by reading the scripture behind the pulpit and he was gone. You know, when, when it happened, it was like a tragedy. How it could happen, you know. Missionary and so forth. But people, they were crying. I can imagine his wife was crying. Church was crying. Many friends was crying. You know, what happened? But Don Bablis didn't cry. 
I don't believe it. In the split of a second, he was, a, he was a more happy than ever before. He was just jumping, running around, happy because he achieved the purpose. He's waiting, amen. He's waiting for us. Many saints that was gone before us, they're waiting for us. We are in the greatest season ever was. That's the reason it's so dark. There's such a temptation, such a troubles. You know, it's like a dense darkness, dense darkness upon the people. But really you has come to you. You came to you. Zoe came to Zoe. Amen. You understand who you are. There is a time for worship. Amen. Praise the Lord. Isn't he wonderful? Jesus was the door and today you are the door. You can be close. People will come to you and they say, you remember when there was a dentist? And I think a Billy Paul was coming to his dentist. So he was working on his teeth, but he never mentioned who was his father. Maybe he was in his bacterial state, condition in those days, I don't know. But certain years later, his dentist, he said, Billy, what do you have done to me? Why you did it to me? Why you never mentioned me about your dad? There was a prophet for that generation. Why you kept silence? It came a different way. But you know that Billy Paul, there was a day he was a closed door. Amen. Then I believe he repented. He was an open door. Pointing on the messenger, yes? Today we're supposed to be open door. Don't put the limits upon the revelation. Don't look at yourself. Don't look at a natural mirror. Look into this supernatural mirror. It will tell you the truth always. Amen. Be open door. When you will be open door, people notice that. Amen. Give the chance for the people. Give the chance. Give the hope for the people. Don't judge them quickly. Lord, show us mercy for us believers. Because we have a, such an amount of knowledge that's supposed to be turned to revelation. When you will just you will drop from the head to the heart, you will become more humble. I will become more humble. That's what I need. Amen. To walk with him. To be changed completely. That's the reason. There is a mercy for the people around more than you can imagine. We are, we are putting some limits on our children. You say, oh, my child is backslidden. What they did to me, they, they ruined my reputation. What about the reputation of Jesus when he was dying for you? What kind of reputation he had when he was, he was put on the cross? And your sins was upon him. And he was naked. He was alone. And we are, we are really take care about our own reputation. We're supposed to just... Kill as the brother, he, he was singing, uh, my reputation, he didn't, it was not exactly this, but I'm dead. I'm dead. May our reputation be dead for the greatest things. Amen. Praise God, my friends. There is a healing, healing and the shepherd he knows because this is the role of the shepherd. To bring the sh a sick, sick sheep to the resources. But he knows exactly the sheep, you know. The sheep will not go for the real medicine because it's... Peter, you know, you know, so he's putting on the rock with the calcium and the minerals, putting the honey on the top. Amen. He's putting the bait on the hook. That's what we do in the church, you know. The, we are living in the, in the country. There's a 40 millions or 35 millions of Catholics, you know. They're not so much interested because they are blinded by the religious spirits. They think that we are sect. They are calling the Bible believer sect. You know, <clears throat> but you know, uh, Brother Branham, his ministry 
was to pray for the sick. That's what the angel spoke to him personally. You will go to the nations of this world and you pray for the sick. He initiated certain great revival. But honestly, he didn't tell me to go like Brother Branham and pray for, for sick. This is part of my ministry. This is part of every pastor's ministry. This is part of your ministry as a believer to pray for the sick. But on a smaller scale. Am I right? We are not commissioned to start the first and second pool. We are not coming back. But sometimes when you offer the gospel, you offer something, you need to have a bait on the hook. And the healing like that, praying for the sick, is not only bait. There are many other baits. Brother he said the healing is coming by showing a laugh. Little interest to someone. This is bait on the hook. Yeah? The healing is coming after. But you are not showing the hook directly. You don't explain everything. Sometimes the music can be a bait on the hook. That's what we do in the church. That's what we present to this world. You know, sometimes there are songs that attract the people. Because they are depressed by demons. They are bound by demons. And we know how to cast out demons by the right kind of music. Because the right kind of music creates the right kind of atmosphere. I, I don't say that, that it must be this way because there are many different ways. But don't show the hook. Be wise. God is able to make some things so nice, so sweet, it will pull, but the reality is inside. What he has done with us Giving us the book. He gave you a bitter book. The Bible is a bitter book. Seeds are a bitter book. Seven Church Ages book is a bitter book. No. You put it to your mouth. The opening the seals is very sweet. God knows. He's the best uh, psychologist. Amen. He knows how to bring his sheep. How to call his bride. How to, how to approach to his wife. Amen. He's giving you an open book that is very sweet in your mouth. You are enjoying of the revival. So my goodness, God opened for me the seals. Revelation 10, 1, 2, 3, open the resources. He's sending Revelation 10, 7 to tell me those things. And now he's calling me to come personally to him and take the book. And I'm coming not to the seven messenger. I'm coming the mighty messenger. I'm taking the book and I'm identified. Someone asked me once. What it means that the bride, the John typing the bride, is coming to the mighty angel and is telling, give me the book. How in the world a person, Christian, can come to God and say, give me the book? My explanation, my understanding, my answer was, there's only way that someone can approach like this to God. It must be his own wife. Otherwise, you will crawl like a Catholic. You can fast for, for 30 days. You can do different things. But the John is coming with a boldness. Give me the book. Because the bride was his own body. When the mighty angel has come down, he needed a body. Amen. So your body has got the boldness of walking, doing some things. Amen. Amen. We are one, friends. Revelation 10, 1 to 11 is a hidden resource. It's open. We've been brought to the well, to the well, to the seventh seal, to draw the benefits of the hour. Amen. And don't say, I don't need it. You desperately need it. 
Just dig deeper. Dig deeper. There's more than you think. Just pray. Every day, read the Bible, pray. Amen. That's what we believe. That's what we believe and sing in Africa. We sing the same here. Amen. Read your Bible. Pray every day. Pray every day. Pray every day. Read your Bible. Pray every day if you want to grow. Amen. Growing in the knowledge of our resources. This is the role of the true shepherd. Jacob was showing those things. Jesus was talking about those things. Brother Brown, you brought us to the well. This is the local ministry. This is the responsibility of the local ministry. This is the responsibility of the father at home to show resources. Everybody has got to face a certain responsibility. When you come to choose your wife to get married or choose your husband, you've got to take responsibility. Yes, boys. Amen. Yes, girls. This is responsibility on the two sides. And then you must remember, maybe you build a home. It's a nice, pretty home. Then remember, as you, as you, as a married woman, you got to think of the responsibility of raising children. This is responsibility. This is not a kindergarten. This is not a playground. This is responsibility. And you got to think of them Pretty, sleek walls is going to have a little dirty handprints all over them. Then you got the responsibility of educating your children. You got the responsibility of clothing and feeding. Everything is a responsibility. It's so easy when the responsibility face us to shrink from them, go astray from them. Okay, just I, I don't know it. I just maybe it's for a different person. It doesn't belong to me. Responsibility is a calling. When you are growing, you are more and more responsible. You are aware of the things. I believe that's the way God see the bride. That's the way we should be. The mothers, fathers, amen. Children, you're supposed to grow in the knowledge of your responsibility. You are responsible, amen. And we find out that the marriage is a responsibility in all manners. Amen. Being a true father, responsibility. Being a true mother is a responsibility. You understand we have a responsibility? Solomon, I'm finishing. Give me a 15 minutes, okay? Will you forgive me? You have to. As a Christian, you have to forgive me. So, but I ask for 15 minutes. Okay, so Solomon had a great knowledge, had the gift of knowledge. There's a difference between him and you. You have a spirit of knowledge, not a gift of knowledge. Gift of knowledge, you can have a gift and you can fall. But with a spirit of wisdom and revelation, with a spirit of knowledge, God's knowledge, you will not fall. That's the reason the bride is higher than the realm of the gifts. It's not a gift of wisdom. It's the spirit of wisdom and revelation. You are higher than the Pentecostal age. Amen. You know, but uh, Solomon, he said uh, in the Proverbs 22, 15. Foolishness is bound in the heart of the child, but the road of correction shall drive it far from him. Hmm. Spank. This is a plain speech. Spank. They are trying to forbid it in uh, Europe, probably Canada, 
different countries, you know, but that's Bible. Amen. You have to do it. You have to apply it because God used the same lessons for us. Even the Bible says if we would be not able to stand correction, we are bastards. We are not ready for adoption. There's no progression. There's no growth. Amen. We stay like a little babies, Pentecostal babies. Anytime God will use a speech, we say, oh, bah, 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 bah. I don't understand. You know, not, don't deal with the Pentecostal babies. We've been, we have to grow to the full statue of the perfect man. Amen. Proverbs 29, verse 15 to 17. The rod and the reproof give wisdom. Hmm. Can you say amen? But a child left to himself bringeth his mother to shame. Left children, neglected children, they are on the street today. No one thought 10 years before, 15 years before, they will end up with the drugs, you know, this horrible situation and so forth, full of demons. Amen. What was the problem? Someone just neglect responsibility. Don't spend enough time with the child. Amen. God, he wants to spend the time with you. He doesn't neglect anything. God took a full responsibility over you. But you must cooperate with him. Also, a child must cooperate with the father, with the mother. If there's a rebellion all the time, it's a problem. Sometimes it's a good advice. Sometimes you want to spend a time, but the child is going away because of a rebellious. But... A child left to himself bringeth his mother to shame, but the rod and the reproof give wisdom. When the wicked are multiplied, transgression increases. But the righteous shall see they fall. Amen. This is a f the world is falling apart again. This is a funeral. Amen. Of this world. But our glorification. Correct thy son, and he shall give thee rest. Yeah. He shall give delight unto you. Thy soul, responsibility, friends. Isn't that wonderful? Benjamin Spock, Spock, yeah? You know, you heard about the man. He wrote the book, you know. It was, there was a years that was uh, more published of his book about, uh, you know, not to correct children, you know, just only laugh, you know, just and uh, no correction, just understanding, just the feelings, realm of feelings. There was a years that was published and uh, bought more his books than the Bible. It was so popular. 50 millions of books. Very, very popular. This man, when his son, he made a suicide. Little later, he denied everything. He said, I was wrong. But the book went to the schools, went to the houses, and was adopted because it was so easy. Yeah? Wrong tutorship. Wrong education. Never spank, never correct. Oh, just you, you have to understand, just allow. Everyone is different and so forth. Feeling, feeling, just touch it, you know. Don't correct, amen. Nothing is forbidden. You can taste everything. This is the results around the world of that book, that kind of thinking. Aren't you happy for the open resources? This is still open well. If you are going to be a mother or father, follow this way. There are hidden resources. There's a power in that book. This book is so powerful. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, all this book will keep the world away from you. All the world will keep this book away from you. There's no other option. 
But stay with the word. Stay with that book. It's open. The world is open. You know, there is a marriage around the world. Amen. The, 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 the cover is removed. Amen. God bless you. I promise you, 15 minutes, I'm ready. God bless you, my friends. Please stand up. Hallelujah. Are you ready to pray? You know, the Paul was teaching about the two types of prayer. He said there is a prayer with the understanding and prayer in the spirit. Singing is the same. There's a singing in the spirit and a singing with the understanding. You can do both, this or other way. But when you pray, you contact with the supernatural. You contact with a God that is living inside of you. He will never leave you, never forsake you. But please pray and be open for discovery. For discovery. What is inside of us? If you need a healing, you can come at the front. You don't have to. You can come. You don't have to. Healing is laying right inside of you. Amen. In fact, Brother Anki said, if you can come at the front, we pray for you if you have a faith. But if you really have a faith, a perfect faith, stay where you are. You are healed already. Amen. <laughs> Hidden resources. God bless you, friends. Let's pray together. Let's pray together. Let's have faith tonight. Let's give him praise. Let's dedicate ourselves. Let's approach with a confidence to him. He loves you. He paid the price. He called you. He opened the seal. The seal for you. Hidden resources. Heavenly Father, thank you tonight, O oh God, for thy divine presence. Thank you for your infallible word. Oh God, I believe that your word is a spirit and life. When it's uh, spoken, it's going to the heart. If this is a word mixed with a faith inside of the person, oh God, you does operation. Father, there is a hidden resources. We can dig deeper. We can uncover things we never thought, we never imagined that you invested so much into your wife, oh God. Bless your children. Bless my brothers, my sisters, mothers, fathers, children, babies, adults, the veterans among us. Old people, bless all of them. Bless the pastor of the church. Bless his ministry, other ministers. Oh God, all the gifts. Bless the believers here in the other assemblies at Edmonton. Oh God, bless them. Make them flourish, oh God. Unify under the umbrella of the revelation of the Son of Man. And today the Holy Ghost in the bride. Bless your children. Strengthen them, oh God. We need encouragement from above to be more dedicated, to understand to follow you, oh God. We love you so much because you love us first. Oh God, we want to be open tonight. We want to be open by night. We want to be open tomorrow in the morning, day after day, oh God. Going deeper, deeper to the promise. Oh God, don't let us look around. There are flocks, different opinions, oh God. But thank you for the ministry that opened the way for us. Remove the stone. Hallelujah. Remove the capstone. Open resources. Bless your children. Lord God, I believe that you are present to confirm your word. Let us serve you better. Let us leave this building changed completely. Transformed by the power of transformation, oh God. Thank you. We give you praise and honor in the name of Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Can we sing a song? Yes, Jesus love me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus God bless you. loves me. Yes. 